0: I'm not in a Southern
1: Baptist church. Hey, Glenn, what kind of church are you a, mem- a member of right now? A uh, Southern Baptist <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I'm not in a Southern Baptist Give <laughs> me
0: more volume back, back there, volume man. You're listening to Sound Booth Podcast. Join
2: our hosts as they talk about pop culture, entertainment, and how to balance everything secular and spiritual.
0: We're having trouble in the video room.
2: Hey, welcome. We are still here, surprisingly. After two months? After two months, yes. This is the Sound Booth Podcast. We thank you for sticking with us through our holiday hiatus. Yeah. With me, we have, as always, John, Glenn, and appearing once again, who probably should be the fourth host by now, my lovely wife, April.
3: What's up? <laughs> What's good? <laughs> What's up? Uh,
2: How's it going, everybody? Uh, it's pretty good. So, so what shall all do over the whole
1: Christmas break thing that we had that unexpectedly occurred? So. Well, I oh. I watched Spider-Man: No Way Home, like I talked about, I think, on our last episode, which was amazing, by the way. So, no spoilers. I haven't seen it yeah, yet. Yeah, I, I know. But, even though it's been out for like two months now, I, I, I know. <laughs> I, I, know. I, I, uh, I I get way behind
2: on things, and I forget. Anyway, also, who wants to go to the movie theater anymore? Anyway, I just... <laughs> Well, it was
4: actually kind of funny because John. It invited me to go watch the new spider-man and so i was all pumped up excited waiting for the weekend and then out of nowhere i see on facebook he says oh this was such a great movie uh, i got to
1: enjoy it with my lovely wife and i said what oh.
4: <laughs>
1: i was still gonna go see it with you but i was just like okay i don't want to wait like two weeks after the movie's been mm-hmm. out to watch it like i have to get on these mm-hmm. or get up watch it before the spoilers come out so yeah would i would trade you for it but I, I asked no but okay let's just full disclosure <laughs> i did after i told glenn that i was like glenn we can still go watch it like I, um he was like do you want to watch what did you or didn't you want to watch something else instead or something i can't remember like who knows that was- i don't know that was but a I couple weeks ago. If he, wanted to, do, if he ago. wanted to watch that or if he wanted to do something else, he's like, "No, nah, I'm good. I don't. I don't need to watch that." <laughs> <laughs> so, but still, I had to give him some. You have to act all butter. Yeah. <laughs> bitter.
4: We're We're bitter. Baptist. You're just bitter. You're just bitter. Anyway, uh, well,
2: we are here to finish up the trilogy that we started. Um, we
1: might have to do a, to a fourth go? one.
3: Yeah. My story's been
1: told. Kind of it has, but yeah. not and on the our The RFWP, yeah. Lois if, yeah. if you want to listen to April's whole story, listen to the but so RFWP uh, Sister Seekers. Yeah. April's story is on there. So is check it out.
3: Episode 30.
1: Yeah, Lois McNair is a queen.
3: She <laughs> is awesome. I really enjoyed yeah. talking with both of them. It was a yeah,
2: and, great time. And so, yeah. yeah, we are here to get the dealio on Glenifer's story. Yeah, <laughs> what makes my life so
4: spectacular, guys? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we <laughs> saved the best for last, or mm-hmm. we just went birth order. Whatever. This bullocks?
1: is the this is the first time we've recorded in person in like what a year? Yeah, or it's just eight, been a, eight nine months or something like that. Yeah, it's just been on Zoom.
2: I'm gonna miss having three separate. Uh, Three separate audio streams added by. With, with, with whatever random gl- uh, name. <laughs> with whatever comes name. Somewhere. Glam. Uh, I can't talk. Glam. Glam. Glans. Yeah, this is just some behind the scenes stuff, folks. But yeah, we, we have fun. And that's the important barrier, barrier. Foundation. a friendship. Yes. Barrier. That's
1: good. I'm not the only one who can't talk. <laughs> 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 it's okay. We had beat ups. Anyway. Uh, so. Or well, I call it B. Yeah. Like, Dibbies. B. Dibbies. like, he texts in the group chat. All right, we're at B. Dibbies now. <laughs> and, and we just
2: literally finished church and we were like, already? <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, we were getting our exegetical preaching.
2: Yeah. We're, we just started a uh, series in Isaiah, so had to cover had to do a summary of like all 66 books in one sermon but somehow we pulled it off so yeah, that's
1: awesome yeah and you'll had dr james white there last week so. Oh yeah that,
2: he, he was great anyway yeah.
1: all right all right well, glenn this is your episode so why don't why don't you tell us a little bit of um just tell us like about your childhood how you grew up and like what you what brought you into the ifb church and stuff like that all right guys i'll go ahead
4: and, and let you know the whole scoop <laughs> mm-hmm. but I wasn't raised in a Christian household and I was born in the December 1988 I was a 90s kid enjoyed all the things 90s kids did like uh, eat dirt you know watch Pokemon <laughs> and stuff like that good times goodles yeah. yeah I uh, the first experience I've had going to church was when I was about 13 or 14. And I went to this church. It was called Shady Grove Missionary Baptist Church, where I'm from in Oklahoma. And one of the kids at school invited me. So I went there for about a year, but I really just didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. I just went there for all the wrong reasons because <laughs> they had food and snacks <laughs> and girls to talk to, stuff like that. And uh, The essentials.
3: That's not surprising.
4: Then I eventually just quit going, and I didn't like church people, church at all, until I was about 19. I got a job working at a lumber yard, and some of my family had worked there too, and I had met the guy that was in charge of the yard in the back. He was a Christian guy, and he always got on my nerves talking about church stuff and talking about Jesus, and I just didn't want to hear any of that because the way I was living at the time, but I didn't want to listen to anything he said, and some of the other guys was like, yeah, you better watch your mouth around him because he'll correct you if you start cussing. (laughs) And <laughs> he, you better watch uh, smoking around him too, because I smoke a bunch of cigarettes. That's Probably a good, like a pack a day. Good Christian testimony. <laughs> oh, right. <yeah. laughs> and he would always get on to me for that. Well, out of nowhere, there was a guy from the church that I went to Bible college at. He came to the lumberyard where I was working, and he was actually preaching at the church in town, and he invited me to go. And I didn't want to do it at first, but I really liked the guy. This guy, he was really instrumental. He was a Christian school principal, but he was preaching a revival at the church that I left to go to Bible college from. And he invited me, and I said, what the heck, I'll go. So I ended up going, and I got really plugged into church for about six months. and Then I kind of gave it up a little bit, and I was like, oh, I'm tired of this. Maybe it's not for me. And then I got back in faithful because they kept knocking down my door, wondering where I'm at, you know. Relentious. So I I went back to that church, and about six or seven months later, I went to Bible college. Wow, well, it was,
1: it was more of a reform school for me. So how um, just. For the, uh, I don't know why, I I almost said for the customers, for for the audience. We went retail people. (laughs) That's what what happens when you work in retail and fast food for several years. Anyway, for the customer slash audience, um, what made you go to Bible college? Like, did someone recruit you there or did you hear about it through your church or what?
4: Well, I heard about it through the church. They also had a group come with the man that preached the revival from the college there and so when they came they were all you know trying to recruit me trying to get me to go and I didn't have anything better to do with my life anyway and I wanted something different at the time because the way I grew up my dad was an alcoholic and I had grown up around drugs my whole life and I was just so sick and tired of it and sick and tired of that town that I just had to get away I was so sick and tired of like everything I'd seen growing up. I was just ready for a change, and I gave my surrendered my life to God and the Lord and wanted to do something, and so I went to college, and uh, <laughs> that's where I met you guys.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yep. And yeah. all the uh, fun times we had there, like the time the snake fell on you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so
4: this story, like I, like I said, I didn't grow up in a Christian home, and there's a lot of stuff that... I struggled with that. I tried to get out of me before I went, but it just didn't happen. Like I would, they had this. You that was like eight o'clock every morning. They would have a shutdown hour. Yeah, Yeah. they call it the shutdown hour, and they wanted you to go
1: get alone with (laughs) God and stuff.
4: Yeah, go get alone and pray in the woods somewhere, or pray. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would go out. (laughs) Yeah, they had they had this little creek. over there by the campus like off by that huge lake and i would go down in there and i would just sit and i'd smoke cigarettes (laughs) and then there was one time out of nowhere the snake fell out of a tree and landed (laughs) on me and i started screaming and people heard me all the way from the woods to the front of the campus which is about like over 100 yards because i am scared to death of snakes like anytime I see one, I'll kill one. <laughs> was
1: that the same or a different time than uh, when the woods caught on fire? That was a different time. <laughs> they, they ne- going on in well, place. they never actually
4: acknowledged me as being the one that caught the fire. They still don't know how the fire happened, mm-hmm, but I was went back in the woods up behind the dorms it was me and two other bible college
1: students and we were all smoking together <laughs> <laughs> and one of them I, I don't know if it was me this or was one before, of the other just just for clarification this was before me or james were at the bible college because yeah. we right. came there what year was it your sophomore year yeah or it was my sophomore year, year. okay yeah. And so it was about 2000 mid 2010 yeah. somewhere in
4: there yeah. you don't know so it was, was in the fall time and there was a lot of leaves on the ground, of course. And so me and these guys were up there and smoking. I don't know which one of us done it, but one of us put our cigarette out, and it, you know, <laughs> it ended up leading to a big mess. They had to bring the fire department out, and they they were blaming it on the neighbors behind the property. <laughs> so I just stuck with that and kept my head down. Yes. But there was a time where the vice president caught wind of me smoking still, <laughs> you know, that, both of those running enough, enough signs, you know? Yeah. And then he caught wind of it and brought me in his office. And there's about two or three staff members in there. And I, you know, I try to deny it. And then I ended up getting busted. There was a time that, Oh yeah. Are you going to tell the this? fourth time? Oh my okay. okay. There's a guy. I love, this story. I, I love this guy in college, but, uh, He was the dorm RA, and he walked outside in the back, and it was probably like 9.30 at night, and I'm smoking out behind the men's dorm, and he smelled it. And I stomped the cigarette out, took off running. He, like, reached down and was, like, picked up this warm cigarette butt, and he eventually saw me, and he came up to me, and he was like, so am I going to have to turn you in, or are you going to turn in yourself? Or he gives me an ultimatum. He said, either you... Turn yourself in or I'm going to turn you in the next Sunday. Because this was on a Saturday night. And so I had to go confess that sin to the pastor. And I was probably going to get expelled and I didn't want to get kicked out. (laughs) He was in the hallway and I was waiting outside of his office. And the guy that caught me smoking was standing at the end of the hallway watching me go in. And he was like, hey man, do you want me to go in there with you? And I said, no, I got this. (laughs) So I walked on in and I'm talking to the pastor and he thinks I'm in there snitching on myself about smoking. But I actually told him that I wanted to be a missionary. <laughs> and I, surre- I surrendered to be a missionary in the office. And then the guy that caught me smoking, he went off. You know, He was like, good, I'm glad this got handled. <laughs> and then I came out and I'm like, oh man, what have I done? And then evening service was just in like 30 minutes. And Pastor gets up there and he's like, I tell you what, we got a blessing. Uh, this Bible college student surrendered to be a missionary. <laughs> <laughs> Cause they're a very mission-driven church. Oh yeah. Missions. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yeah. he Use got
3: term loosely.
4: Yeah, but all oh, good times. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of like just crazy stuff that happened in Bible college. We
2: we gotta do like a full episode just reminiscing everything oh, Bible, crazy college Bible college stories. Like the time I got busted for pirating season two of Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Didn't they ding it on the wife? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dung on the Wi Fi because Warner Brothers is apparently well HBO is about their copyright thing. Uh-huh. Had my laptop taken away for a week. Well, I, I could use it during class, but then I had to set it back inside of his office at the at the end of the day and I couldn't use it in like my dorm or anything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't do that anymore, people. I yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
3: I won't allow you. I need the internet for stuff. <laughs> yeah. Streaming is cheap.
4: Anyway, or the time that you got busted for your watching The Dark Knight. Oh, uh, yeah. We, oh, we've talked, we, about, we talked that. about that. We, we covered that on a
2: couple of episodes, yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah. I, but, I, I got in trouble for the technology stuff. Glenn got in trouble for everything
3: else. Smoking. Yeah, <laughs> Smoking, cussing.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Don't smoke or drink or yeah. dip. What's uh, the, bu- the
1: chew or run with the girls that do? Do? Yeah. Dumb. Yeah. Don't drink, smoke, or chew, or run with girls who do. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Covered
2: uh, up to up to Bible college,
4: but I've, I was going to mention that yeah. I actually did learn a lot when I was in college. Yeah, <laughs> did you? <laughs> and so I got a good, you know, foundation of the Scripture uh-huh. <laughs> and a lot of <laughs> extra that, that I had to shake off later. Mm-hmm. They give you the good stuff, but it's like
2: piled in with a bunch of the uh, not good stuff that's yeah. that's good grammar right there there comes a time in your life where you gotta accept whether or not that stuff you include it with the good stuff or you
4: or you just shake it off and mm-hmm. move on i was really shameful of like a lot of that stuff that's happened to me yeah. and you guys will know about my past i used to be so shameful of it but now it's just who cares <laughs> it's over with uh, you past were the, the
2: past. You were the guy who you, we we pulled into that one uh, Jehovah's Witness. It was a Mormon church. Mormon church. And then
4: you leaned out the window and just yelled, Joseph Smith sucks! <laughs> and the, I did that quite a bit. Anytime I seen two Mormons walking down the road that weren't independent Baptists and they were on my bus route and I didn't want them there trying to take my bus kids, <laughs> I would yell things like that. Yeah, we, we were visiting this one family and like me... Like we were about to leave,
2: and then these two Mormons from the Watchtower pulled up, and I think the bus, my bus captain at the time, deflected them, you know, away, <laughs> away from the family. So. <laughs> you you mentioned that you just went to like Bible college for for something different stuff like that, but where mm-hmm. when were you actually? If you weren't say then, when were you actually found salvation?
4: This is where it gets a little bit wild because I have made about three or four professions of faith, but I truly do believe that. I was saved when I was 16. You yeah, had I mean, to get assurance. Yeah, it took a lot for me to get assurance. There's a time also I got saved in Bible college. There's a time I got saved after when I was a Christian school teacher working on a church staff that I got saved. <laughs> but a lot of it was just the way it's preached in these conferences and like youth camps and all that stuff. They make you doubt your salvation, you know, when they're trying to draw people to the altar mm-hmm. and they'll ag it on. For about thirty minutes, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you sit there and you think, "Man, am I really saved?" Well, it's like all this bad stuff happened to me before. Am I even really saved? Right. <laughs> but the time I do claim that I was saved, and I know for sure that I was saved, is when I was sixteen.
2: Yeah, I was. Uh, I was reading the book uh, "Stop Asking Jesus into Your Heart" by J.D. Greer. Mm, that's like, a good one. Yeah, it's all like how he admitted like he made a profession of faith when he was like four and then they wrote his bible and everything but then then he mentions being in like a youth thing and they were talking about well you get do you know they just kept egging on that do you know for sure i'm not quoting the book directly but yeah mm-hmm. and then he was just like well maybe i'm not and just he said he was saved like three dozen times
1: yeah <laughs> <all there. laughs> yeah
4: or that great paul washer sermon
1: Well just knowing for sure mm-hmm. yeah i think um one of the things that one of the reasons that 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 happens so much in a lot of these fundamentalist churches is you'll hear preaching like like if you do this and this I I doubt that you're even saved or are, are you even saved if, and if you're like, a Democrat um, Yeah, yeah I, I've heard so many like I mean not just like preaching but I've heard seen like Facebook posts from uh, fundamental people and stuff like that that say if you're a Democrat are you even saved Like what kind of nonsense is that That's I mean does I mean, does, does your political affiliation determine your your standing with god mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. some of those may in their in their mind when they thought that was probably mean more sarcastic but it doesn't come across as that way yeah and and mm-hmm. i'll be honest i mean i think i probably contributed to that some when i was in that mindset too yeah. mm-hmm. like i think i <laughs> i i um i need to probably not spend as much time on facebook but i see like these facebook memories pop up from like Five mm-hmm. ten years ago and I'm like I just facepalmed I'm like did gosh. I did I say that like That's oh so my pretty. gosh
3: I, I actually
2: like, believe that
3: what, what was yeah uh, how I'm did like, I sound to other people the way <laughs> I am
4: I I hate personally hate social media yeah I loved my space you know back in the day <laughs> but like anything Some Facebook age. like I hardly follow anybody at all yeah. like it's just so annoying I you know join a lot of groups yeah and just things that I'm generally interested yeah. in I'll follow but mm-hmm yeah
1: I don't get caught up in all the craziness yeah usually if i if I'm part of like um which I just had to remove myself from some of the facebook groups you know i'm I'm just not about that mm. um, all the debate between Christians and who's right on this side and that side, and uh, yeah. I just can't I don't like that,
2: <laughs> yeah that's why if you follow our Twitter page, you'll notice I post mainly just memes and funny dad jokes mm. on there because I mean, arguing is fine when it has place, but when that's one hundred percent all you do, it gets old, and you're not really helping anybody. But that there has mm-hmm. to be a, a balance between just arguing stuff and then just having fun. Yeah, you know? for
1: sure. So yeah, and, memes Memes And I life. I <laughs> try to just tell myself like whenever I whenever I want to say something or get into a political or a, mm-hmm. not a, probably like a biblical debate with someone. Mm-hmm. I just ask myself is this going to change someone's mind is it going to be beneficial i mean if not then it's probably not, not you're worth doing saying. more hurt than good yeah yeah and also there there's a there's a quote
2: by mark twain that i tried to i think it's mark twain i, I try to incorporate into my life it's better to close your mouth and be, be thought a fool than to open it and
1: remove all doubt Yeah. <laughs> I remember our Bible college administrator always used to say that, and that yeah. always stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think we got a little trap yeah, on there, but, yeah. but um, it's
2: okay. We're former IFP. Oh, shoot <laughs> so. that
4: rabbit! Oh, we was uh, we was before we went to eat. We looked at the live stream from our old church, started laughing because it was almost one o'clock and they were still in service. Yeah. And service started at eleven.
1: At eleven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, a few yeah. times. I'm glad that our church now starts at 10.30 and we're usually out before 11.30. <laughs> but it's a whole lot different when you're up in junior church with all these rowdy, crazy kids oh, you I'm just not. fed a whole ton of candy to. And you're just getting dragged out. And you have to wait for the parents and the, the, the bus drivers and captains yeah, to come and pick up their kids. And whew, I don't miss that. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't miss that at mm-hmm. all. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Glenn, uh, back to you. So We were talking about Bible college and then kind of about your salvation and everything like that. So can you tell us a little bit about like what started maybe tearing away at your at the mindset of legalism and some of the, Mm -hmm. you know, fundamentalist things or like the traditions and stuff that weren't necessarily biblical? Can you tell us a little bit about that, like how that started for you and everything? Yeah, there's a time after I grew
4: well during college and after I graduated that I was hardcore fundamentalist. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I would I I didn't agree with anything and I didn't agree with anybody and I thought I was right. And I I was a huge Ruckman fan, Ruckmanite. Oh, read a lot no. of his books, really? yeah. I didn't know that. And I had a collection of him and like
2: Bill Grady, mm-hmm. well, like you, you would Ruckman. Another friend of ours went
4: Stephen Anderson. So. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And just after a while, I just quit caring. Like yeah. it just all got on my nerves because it's a whole show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so eventually, well, I just started reading and looking into healthy theology. It was just like reading healthy theology and understanding di- different perspectives mm-hmm. instead of
1: a. American philosophy. Yeah. You know, of ministry. What that would you is, what would you say was the first like what's the first thing maybe that influenced you or maybe the the first thing that you started to change your mind on and what caused you okay. to change your mind? It was
4: the King James
1: only issue. And I read James White's book, The
4: King James Only Controversy. Yeah. And I just started, you know, searching the facts for myself instead of being by the pastor and only Mm. his will or the highway it just took me a while to get from that mindset of oh no if i look into this god might punish me the fear i had in college and just after it was all driven by fear Mm -hmm. like god's gonna kill me or god's gonna get god in the killing mood yeah get god (laughs) in the killing mood and that's why how many times i've heard that and that's just really what done it for me yeah but like i said the first thing was the king james only controversy i read that book by james white yeah and it was really helpful Mm -hmm. just to see different like what other people believed yeah different areas of like christian history and the early church fathers there was people that were Latin Vulgate only mm-hmm. And throughout time, they swore that if you used anything else, you're corrupt and of the devil. Yeah, and then there was mm-hmm. pushback against, like, the Gutenberg whenever that first
2: came out. And mm-hmm. then all the other Bible versions. There's always been, like, a controversy that there should only
1: be one Bible. Mm-hmm. I wonder, yeah. and this is not, like, I'm not trying to push any kind of agenda by asking this question. But I'm just wondering, like, is there a specific group of people kind of that that started with of, like, like the Latin Vulgate only Were those like Catholics or something like yeah, that? Or? Yeah, the
2: Vulgate was the uh, at, at the time, the Catholic Church Was like the only church Regardless uh-huh. of what trail of blood says. Anyway, hi <laughs> um, <laughs> <her ear. clears throat> So, yeah The Vulgate was the Bible of, of The Catholic Church, uh-huh. so if that's like the biggest or only church around of course that's going to be the only thing you use and so that kind of started and i'm just theorizing at this point don't quote me on right. any of this that kind of just started the whole idea that there should o- that we should only have one uniting bible whereas me personally i like having multiple ones just so i can see the multiple points of view that people have taken that mm-hmm. to kind of look at it that way
4: for sure, okay. I preferred NASB. Yeah, I have my John yeah. MacArthur Study Bible. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, A lot now, of Reformed people are. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. right now I'm I'm a ESV
4: and CSB. Right now, those mm-hmm. are my two go-tos. Well I just said NAS, NASB mm-hmm. for reform, but a lot of mm-hmm. Reformed people use the ESV. I mm-hmm. guess they might be that's divided. The two I use. Out. That's the very All two. On which is better?
1: Just speaking about that with the King James issue, do you remember like when you first told me that you were not... Yes. That you were not... Uh, you didn't believe in King James only. Okay, we no. was in
4: a Chipotle parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> One across from... And we were both like church staff. And so he... We weren't paid church
1: staff. We were right. like volunteers, junior that's, church, and bus that's ministry that's staff. Different. Yeah, different.
4: Well, I looked at him when we was talking about you know the King James, and I looked at him and I was like, you know, I really don't agree with that. It's God's only inspired, perfect work. Yeah. Like, <laughs> is it a good translation?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Should it
4: be the only one?
1: Heck no. no. Do, <laughs> do you remember how I reacted to that? Yes.
4: John had this look on his face, like. He thought I was going to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Not not quite. I didn't quite think that. Well, we've we've known each other probably like seven years by that time. Yeah. So we... Yeah, we know we talk about all our
1: yeah we
4: we issues like, together.
1: Yeah, we I mean we pretty much don't have any secrets from each other, and like uh, we've been best friends for several years. Mm-hmm. And Aww. yeah, this just kind of came as a shock uh, <laughs> whenever he said that. I was like, I grew up believing in, that the King James was the only inspired version yeah. from long before I was IFB. That was just my upbringing. And this was like one of the most important things to me at the time. And I was like, Glenn, I was like, I I really think you should like, you know, think about reconsider that thought. I I, I, I was like, I think you should maybe like, you know, just do some research like these. (laughs) And I mean, now that I'm looking back, I'm trying to think of the arguments I used back then, but none of those arguments made sense. Because, yeah,
2: that's like the number one phrase people mm -hmm. use whenever they disagree with someone's like, just do the research.
4: Yeah, or, or who you've and been that, reading after. Well, here's yeah. the
1: thing: is that when you do the research, you realize that that's <laughs> yeah. that, that that your position's wrong. I mean, there's so. count countless stories of like a,
2: a Lee Strobel, author of A Case uh-huh. for Christ, for example. He was a investigative journalist whose his wife became a Christian, so he decided to use his uh, journalism skills to prove her wrong. He ended up proving her right. Mm. So, and truth never fears a
4: challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Same thing with uh, 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 I forget, I forget his name. He
1: was a cold, he was oh, a cold case. J. Warner Wallace, yeah, J. Warner yeah. Wallace. Yeah. I, I was listening to that to his book. Um, is it Cold Case Christianity or yeah. something like that? Yeah,
2: same same thing. Only he's a uh, cold case detective, not a yeah. journalist, but still. Yeah, and and also Glenn, what you were saying about uh, uh, finding other views on theology that you were taught all your life that's kind of what helped me working at a christian bookstore just like i think i said this in my episode but just seeing all these all these books by Christian authors now, not all of them are great. Don't don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But, We're not
4: talking about false doctrine,
2: but mm-hmm. but, but yeah, and like all like all these books, it's like how to unleash the power of God in five easy steps. It's like what L- it, living your best <laughs> life now. <Yeah. laughs> it's like treating treating God like uh, like some. Part in the, in the uh, sorcerer's ritual anyway yeah
4: i remember being in this christian bookstore where yeah. you work at yeah. and when i was in college i would look at books like mm-hmm. by billy graham and i say why is people still buying this heathen's book mm-hmm. <laughs> he's sold out
2: yeah and then just looking into like uh john macarthur mm-hmm. uh tony evans um a- even revisiting the classics like c.s lewis i had a uh I Had a professor at the Bible college we went to, uh, tell, told me that I shouldn't read him because he's not
1: Baptist,
2: <laughs> independent
1: <and laughs> fundamental King James. The only and I was going through a little phase gonna...
2: at the time, like I was reading through screw tape letters, so mm-hmm. which good book, mere
1: yeah. Christianity. I'm, I'm yeah. listening to screw tape letters right now, it is yeah, really good. good,
4: yeah. So, yeah, that's all I've read of C.S. Lewis. Was a little bit of mere Christianity yeah, and then all his, awesome. or the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah.
2: Well, anyway, we got off topic again. That never yeah, happened. This, this, this is, this is episode, just yeah, This is just filler, guys.
4: Yeah. So, my life's episode. not that interesting, so we have to put some filler in there. Mm.
3: <laughs> well, you still have to talk about your when time I met between you. college and Finding leaving the, the IFB.
4: Finding Nemo. Fine.
1: What <laughs> I I went finding the RFP. Okay. But... Okay. So that that one story that you told about uh, the King James issue, like that was probably close to your time that you left the ISB kind of, or mm-hmm. lo- it was like probably was maybe probably a year. year or so before that. Do you remember when like? you overheard a conversation between a a pastor and a staff member about your situation and stuff like that. And then I think that didn't that kind of push you overboard on on, on the whole IAB situation.
4: Well, it just opened my eyes to all the favoritism and it's always there like Mm -hmm. family led churches or Mm -hmm. anywhere there is abundance of the same bloodline. (laughs) They're Mm going to try to take over. Yeah. I overheard some, I was in one, my office and I could hear the other office and it was just like, raking me over the coals because I'm a single man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I don't have a family. You you know, I'm not over.
1: You were over the youth department at the time. Mm. Right. And what was he talking to that other side?
4: Yeah, this guy had just moved there and he was a graduate of one of the biggest uh, IFB colleges in America. Mm. And so he was telling that guy, he was like, you would do much better. You've got a wife and kids and stuff like that. And pretty much just scooted me out the door.
2: Oh, yeah. It's like, I, I tried to get a, get a teaching position at the, uh, at, at the church that we left so many times. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the times I was passed over for a couple who, it was a husband and wife who both wanted to serve in the church. Where... They would
3: mysteriously move in from out of state yeah. just in time because I didn't want to teach. Yeah. Because I'm not a good teacher.
2: Because for some strange reason they only hired like a husband and wife, so they get like a two for
1: one deal there,
2: which Mm -hmm. makes absolutely Mm -hmm. no sense. Well
3: they got me in the kitchen, but
1: Yeah. That's so they can pay both of you one person's salary, split it between the two of you. Yep. I'm sure. (laughs) And then you still
3: have to pay taxes.
2: Well anyway, back to Glenn. All right.
4: So after graduating Bible college, I I was married my senior year and my marriage only lasted roughly about two years Mm -hmm. and we parted ways i ended up going to a well there was a men's ranch the man that pitched the idea to me was my father-in-law and he said you know this is a great place you'll get to go there and study and you know uh, just get some time for healing And all this stuff And then I get there And it's like a labor camp yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> so
2: Yeah listening to all the Preacher Boys podcast mm-hmm. episodes Yeah that tracks Right <laughs>
4: Yeah And so I was there For about two years I actually worked my way up To teaching in the Christian school That was another place Where my eyes were just open To all the legalism And favoritism And just mm-hmm. things that you see That you can't unsee mm-hmm. And you're just done And so I ended up I didn't do it the right way but in the middle of the night, I left. I packed up my car and I just took off for Arkansas. <laughs> and everybody was wondering what the heck happened to me. Yeah. And, uh, you left your master's
1: degree there. Yeah, I, left, I
4: had earned a master's degree from a Bible college there and I just left it. I didn't care. But I got back in contact with them a couple of years later and they sent me another one. I still have it. Nice. but i'm glad that i got my honorary rfp doctorate today <laughs> yeah. james finally brought it he's had it since <laughs> august, the media august. Last yeah year.
2: yeah i my my wife will tell you i am very i i am very remembering of things i re- give things to
4: people on time ah! <laughs> And that's the reaction I was aiming for. (laughs) So I ended up... You know, pretty much anywhere John goes, I fall. (laughs) But, like, we're just really good friends. And I ended up going to church with him and being there a couple years. uh, Worked on staff together. Well, I influenced John. (laughs) I'll just say it like this. I pretty much influenced John to
1: leave Fundamentalism. First, you... You left to, it was to go be with your family, kind of, Mm -hmm. and, some different stuff there, because, um... But I, when I left, I just went straight into a Southern Baptist church. I guess from there, like, where, how did you eventually, like, find out about the RFP and stuff? Well, I used to run an Instagram page,
4: and some of our loyal (laughs) listeners might recognize me, but I run a page (laughs) called the, uh, Not Your Typical Fundy on... Instagram. Or? No, it is on Instagram. Oh, okay. It's like a meme page, okay. yeah. and it's like really sarcastic memes. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, sarcastic. And so, I was running that meme page, and then I saw the Recovering Fundamentalists, and I was like, "What in the world is this?" They had like only twenty followers at the time. Yeah. And this is like the beginning of twenty twenty, right? Yeah, yeah. So I listened to them for like months, and then I heard this episode because me and John always talked about. How all, a lot of these churches are so overly patriotic yeah. that it looks like a political rally, like idol worship. Yeah, <laughs> idol worship going on. Like when you pull into the church parking lot, they got flags like covered the entire field. <laughs> right, and we we're just sick of it, and we know it's not biblical, and there's an agenda there that they try to push. I mean, especially with a lot of and we're mili- not, older military men,
1: and we're not. We're not like we we love America. We're not anti america anti-military anything like that like we, mm-hmm. we love all that stuff but it's just there's
2: a time and place for it yeah exactly
1: <laughs> i don't think in church is necessarily the time that you should say the pledge of allegiance every mm-hmm. every time you get you get the opportunity or the national anthem and Having all these flags decorating the auditorium. And stuff
2: I mean, like that. maybe I could understand, like if you're honoring veterans or some something yeah. like that. I can understand that, yeah. but just to but when it crosses the line into Christian nationalism, mm-hmm. that's where you get into problems. There and so they turn
3: the whole like sermon into like a big patriotic thing. That's what I like about our church. Is like our pastor will make announcements and acknowledge a holiday if yeah. it's a holiday, and he's like, "Okay, now that that's over, let's prepare our hearts for right. worship." Right, mm-hmm. I love that. I F B doesn't do that. And
1: our like our church is similar. I think on Veterans Day, they played like maybe a two-minute video thanking veterans or something mm-hmm. like that. See, that's what, cool. But was the mm-hmm was the sermon about veterans or being a soldier for Christ or something like that? No, it was Mm. totally unrelated that the rest of the service just was a normal church service. And they didn't, they didn't do the Anthem. They didn't do pledge of allegiance. And And I had a pastor
4: like that in my past. Like if it was Halloween, He was preaching against Halloween. If it was Christmas, he was preaching against everything else (laughs) under the sun except for Christ. And it was like that for every holiday. And it was just so annoying. Yeah, it's just
2: people, if people only know what we're against and not what we're for, that's another problem. That's a whole
1: can of worms (laughs) of problems in itself Mm -hmm. right there. But so that's what kind of brought you to earth. Well, there was uh, an episode of the RFP, right? Yeah,
4: I, I took a snippet of it and I sent it to John. Like, you got to check this out. And I knew he wouldn't like it <laughs> at first. <laughs> and it was a clip of Brian Edwards, and he was talking about this service that
1: he was in. What was the name of that episode? It was, uh, it was one of the podcast wars. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it was podcast wars part one or two. I don't remember which one. And he was talking about the overabundance of like flags being in a service or a patriotic yeah. service,
4: and he was yeah. talking about. How some guy grabbed a flag and was running around the auditorium. And I
1: sent that to John, and he was like, what is this? Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I think I I may have talked about that a little bit in my episode. Like, he talked about, Brian Edwards talked about them singing I Have Been Blessed, and then everyone goes crazy on the verse about America and stuff like that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was it. When Glenn sent me that episode, I was just, like, blown away. (laughs) Or he sent me just a snippet, a little clip no one's ever there. talked against that. Yeah. I've like never I've yeah. never heard anyone in, in Christian like not just Baptist, but I've never heard any really Christians mm-hmm. preaching or teaching against like nationalism and stuff like that. And that I, I always just thought it was kind of crazy how nationalistic our mm-hmm. churches were. But then when I heard that, I was like someone actually thinks the way I do about this. Like that's that's insane.
2: Yeah, that's kind of been like the whole catalyst of the whole recovering fundamentalist movement mm-hmm. where it's just been all the stuff we've been thinking for years mm-hmm. that we've noticed for years that we just we're recovering br- going
1: back to the fundamentals yeah of, that we yeah, just of brushed faith.
2: off they're actually saying something about it yeah. like uh, I love their uh, at, at the time of this recording the uh, taboo topic series mm-hmm. that they're uh-huh. doing mm-hmm. it, it's just all the stuff that no church ever wants to touch with a 10-foot right. pole and they discussing in a nice grace-filled manner it's like yeah. what they said on the last episode at the time of this recording about abortion about how we keep hammering on people's sin but we don't offer them grace afterwards. Mm-hmm.
4: exactly so yeah yeah a lot of the ugliest preaching i've ever heard in my life came out of yeah. that crowd for like the camp meeting and the there's youth conferences, and it's yeah. just so, like, not edifying at all. Yeah, especially
2: <laughs> no. the youth conferences where it's just all engineered to get everyone down the aisle Friday night, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, and you so have to yeah. preach against music. Yeah and everything else against
1: boys with long hair or, or earrings and yeah, girls wearing pants
2: That made me throw out my my yu gi deck of like 500 plus cards Oh
4: my I'm gosh I'm still bitter about that anyway. I'm really bitter when I first got into church uh, Yeah technically my second time when I went back to church And when I was 19 I had a CD case full of CDs Like 400 CDs I mean the best The Guns and Roses Uh, A lot of 80s rock, like poison and all kinds of stuff like that. And even like modern rock and stuff like that. I got like, you know, I thought I was under so much conviction. I threw it out the window into a ditch (laughs) off the side of the highway. And that was just thousands and thousands of dollars gone in an instant. Just everything I've been through, I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for all the life lessons. Mm -hmm. I'm not bitter, you -hmm. know, in case anybody's wondering. And I, lo- I just love God. I love Jesus. And yeah. I don't have to prove it to anyone. I don't yeah, have to, exactly.
1: Yeah, It's, it's kind of like JC says on the RFP. Like we're living from acceptance, not for acceptance. Exactly. I don't have
4: to perform or put on a show when I go to church just to <laughs> get people to like me. Yeah. You know, become the golden son or the golden child of yeah. the pastor. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, uh, church has become less of a popularity contest and it's just become, well, church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And
4: people are sick of it and fed up with it. That's why they're going back to how God originally intended church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we come to worship Him, to praise Him.
1: Come to share each other's burdens and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. And
4: it's just so crazy. Like, I've seen pictures. Never actually been in a church like this, but there's a church that had a sign outside the door, and it said that women in pants not welcome. Or when you come inside, they actually make the women go to a changing room. Take and your pants things. off. <laughs> yeah. oh. and Whoa. Ch- and put, yeah. They have, like, Whoa. a whole skirt rack with, like, all the different oh. lady sizes. Oh, wow. Skirt. Speaking of uh,
1: that, that post that I was on some fundamental Baptist preacher group on Facebook. Someone said, why are pastors allowing women to wear pants these days? Is oh. <laughs> that you that shared that? Yeah, I shared what that, is that on a the RFP group. Oh, yeah, has, and I was, I was like, like,
3: well, would you rather them come in naked? Yeah. <laughs> But I, I'm very <laughs> thankful.
4: I wish I could have found the RFP like 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. But I'm definitely thankful because they helped me to clear up all the extra stuff. That was just baggage that just made me feel like I was dirt, like nothing. But I am somebody, and I am something mm-hmm. towards God. God loves me just as much as the next person. Oh, yeah. People used to say back then that, like, they would talk about Jack Hiles. It's like, he was just a man like us.
1: But no, he he had an ego. Or people he, would say stuff like, uh, oh, I bet Jack Hiles has a huge mansion in heaven or something like right. that. Like, yeah. Like, if he made What?
3: It. remember
1: when uh like i
4: heard fresh oil that sermon and i believe it was in that sermon that he was talking about he cried on his dad's grave all night and he got that power of the holy spirit i was about to go find some dead person's grave and do (laughs) this yeah that's how i felt i any huge figure in my life i have to like i don't know i'm scared towards that like the attraction of just Always, be yeah, like be like somebody, yeah. and I don't have to be like you. We can go ahead and start wrapping.
2: As has been tradition for mine and John's, Glenn, I have a special sermon to show you.
4: I'm actually kind of nervous.
3: I was going to say, while you're doing that, Glenn did not mention that the connection between all four of us, these three bozos met each other in college. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you bozos, so. And I actually worked with uh, John and Glenn at uh, Chick-fil-A, and I could definitely tell a difference between y'all then versus now.
4: Yeah, we were more uptight.
3: I mean, you weren't, you weren't as uptight as some IFB people were, but, you know.
1: Well, we were, we were pretty um, liberal compared to a lot of them, too, because remember, we, yeah. would, we would listen to, like... Uh, definitely yeah, yeah. <laughs> we would get that, that tablet in the back we'd yeah. be
3: like blasting 90s music and then, uh, April
4: yeah. would be blasting fart sounds like-
3: <laughs> <laughs> Bloom would be in the office like turn that crap off
4: <laughs> yeah it was just a random Spotify playlists, yeah. all these sound effects mm-hmm. nice
2: okay so this isn't the first sermon you preach at Bible College that's on another hard drive which by the way that sermon was you railing against alcohol oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I called it to burn the liquor stores down oh <laughs> uh, yeah
4: this one? Yeah. <laughs> I talked a thousand miles an hour. My name is Glenn Smith and I'm from McAllister, Oklahoma. I'm a junior here at Bethel Baptist College and I'm studying to be a missions major. Please take your Bibles <laughs> with me and go to John it's chapter 15. I'll go ahead and read it for the sake of time. <laughs> Mission In verse 19 it says, If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you
0: out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. Now, out of the mouth of the Lord Jesus Christ here in the Bible, it says that we have been chosen out of this world. If you are a Christian today, you have been chosen out of this world. <laughs> now, not only are you chosen uh, He's daily a in your life, uh, such as I work at Chick-fil-A, I have been chosen by my manager to work there, <laughs> just like you have been chosen uh, by Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs>
3: i have been chosen by the Chick-fil-A
1: guys. When I first heard that, I was like, wow, that was a Calvinist
3: back
1: then? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That is intense.
2: No, oh, we're not done.
0: Put that an example. You have been chosen by Christ. But there's many different you things we can be chosen for. But there's three things I'm going to point out today that I'm glad mm-hmm. I'm chosen for. Number one, I'm glad I'm chosen to be a Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my word.
4: (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. Wow, the truth comes out. There's churches out
0: out there today that are not preaching the truth. There's churches out there uh, that aren't even teaching the Bible. Hey, I'm glad I'm not in some tongue-flapping church out there that's not even preaching the Bible. Hey, I'm glad I'm not in some church that's deader than a doornail. not sound like
4: Glenn? No. no I, I, I had hyped myself up on Monsters and
0: Jack Hiles for the past two hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I like
4: a lot of those things that I was spitting off. Was I got this from my first pastor. Yeah. He was like, stuff. he got up there and he would just yell about everything. and he had all these little things he would say. So I was just trying to be like him. <laughs> I, I did the same thing with Phil Kidd's sermons. You're fine. I'm
0: glad I'm not in a Southern Baptist church. Hey, I'm glad I'm part of the greatest church in Jacksonville, Arkansas, right here at okay, Bible Baptist a Church.
1: Hey, Glenn, what kind of church are you a, mem- a member oh. of right now?
4: A, uh, Southern Baptist. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm glad I'm not in a Southern Baptist! <laughs> we gotta play
4: this at the beginning of my... Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm glad we follow the doctrines of the Bible. Hey, we we believe in the holy inspiration of the scriptures. I believe every word in this Bible. I'm so glad that God has chosen me to be a Baptist. We're Baptists. And never forget it.
4: <laughs> Is this one where I ran Delbert <laughs> off? I don't know. I think it is. This is. We invited a guy from Chick Fil A there, uh, and yeah. he thought we were psychos. Like he ended up quitting. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Brought I, a, I brought him to church, and I then will. I totally ripped his face off. Is this when
1: you I went think, to the mall? I think it was Pastor Fowler oh, ran him off. Yeah. He, he got mad about. Uh, he was saying something about chewing gum in church or something, yeah. and that offended oh, yeah. Delbert. Uh, I'm
0: crying. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm chosen to be a believer. You ask me, a believer what? A believer in Jesus Christ. Today, I am glad I am not a Muslim. I am glad I am not some radical, uh, uh, crooked, crooked-nosed Muslim. I'm glad... <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, this was Phil <laughs> Kidd <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I preach like is who was into. Yeah. There's a lot of Jeff phones, Phil Kid, and Jack Piles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> a Frankenstein of the Three.
0: To be a Christian, when you accept the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart, you are saved, and you are saved forever. And just be glad that you're not part of some cult. Be glad that you're not uh, part of some radical cult. <laughs> All those witnesses of the Mormons. I'm pointing them out tonight. I'm pointing them out because I want you to know that you better be you better be proud you're a believer. Be, a, be proud. Be a proud of the fact that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. He was nailed on an old rugged cross for your sins. He was nailed just to shed his blood for your sins. You need to realize today that uh, you're a believer. And if you haven't accepted the Lord into your heart, you need to today before it's everlasting too late. Before, the, before time runs out, Jesus is coming very quick and you need to realize that the time is ticking if you haven't got saved this is
4: like classic 101 fear-mongering yeah,
3: yeah.
4: I bet I was like 20 years old yeah.
0: point- we're chosen to be a blessing we're chosen to be a blessing. As a Christian, you should be a blessing. Now, there's a lot of Christians in this room that aren't blessings, but if you are you need to be one. There are many people in this church right now that are hurting. They're sick. They're struggling. They're, uh, maybe they're, uh... I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> we need to bring them up. And we need to take them out of the my pit. We need to share the gospel with them. Bring
1: them... Uh, yeah, I, I bet that, um, who... James, who do you think got the most amens out of the three of us that, that night we were preaching?
2: Uh, I... I know, probably. I feel yeah. like it was Glenn. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yelled, yeah, because he yelled the most. Yeah, yeah.
4: The, I most, the louder you I'm are, surprised the more I didn't. you get. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised I didn't add anything about yeah. homosexuals. Yeah. <laughs> well, at the time. we're not we're not done yet. But.
0: Bring them up and be a blessing to them. Hey, if they're feeling down and you can tell it on their face, write them a, uh, an encouraging uh, note. Not a love letter, but a note. But <laughs> that's what was going <laughs> on. Uh, but uh, r- encourage them by writing them a note. And uh, be a blessing to somebody. If uh, you got a problem with running your trap about uh, people in the church, Uh if you don't like Brother Watford's truck or uh, Pastor Files' truck or anybody else's truck, (laughs) or if you're jealous of somebody, uh, just just keep it to yourself, just shut up. Just keep yourself, be a blessing. Learn to be a blessing. But I just want to tell you, first, uh, I'm glad we're chosen to be a Baptist, we're chosen to be believers, and we're chosen to be
4: a blessing. Oh. I bet
0: I you came back
3: there to yourself at the end. That was you.
1: Yeah. Oh. I bet I offended so many people. I think you made more people there fired up than anything. Else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you maybe fired, they, them, they, you they fired maybe, up the men, definitely. Yeah,
4: maybe <laughs> they'll shove the bus visitation the next day. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, that was just the black hole of cringe we just endured, and I want to thank all of y'all for coming on this whirlwind trip of ours.
4: Yes, thank you guys so much. I really do appreciate mm. it, and I love this podcast, and I just thankful we get to do it. Yeah, yep. even if it is once every
3: other. You were chosen to be yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. Bless, God. <laughs> Bless God.
1: You were predestined.
3: predestined. For
2: it. All right. So, thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you want to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, we got a TikTok that is going to have more videos on, on it soon. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you want to cuss us out, you can email us at soundboothpod sound at
3: gmail.com.
4: Or if you want a copy of that fire sermon you just heard, <laughs> <laughs> 25 bucks a message.
3: Oh, you'll start charging for your messages? Yeah. Um, well... Tony Hudson. <laughs> say
2: say goodbye everybody. Right,
4: have a good one.
3: Goodbye, Thank you. everybody.
0: Goodbye. Goodbye. Peace. <laughs>